Welcome to another edition of The Cheesemies Cancelled. My name is Trace. And I'm Leo. And today we are reacting to the trailer for Easter Sunday, Joe Coy's film, the first Filipino movie picked up by a major studio. In today's episode, we will talk about if it is okay that the movie doesn't have a Filipino writer, if we should be excited that Filipino nurse jokes are coming back. And surprise, white Filipinos go first in Hollywood. Anyway, if you haven't seen the trailer yet, here it is. And you can also head over to One Down social media channels to watch Leo and I live reacting to the trailer when it came out. But here's a trailer for you right now. Joseph, are you coming for Easter? I don't know, Mom. I'm really busy. I just tested for this pilot. You're going to be a pilot? A network pilot for, like, a TV show. Ah, you're playing a pilot on the TV show. No, a lawyer. You could have been a lawyer if you only applied yourself. Little father and son road trip. It's gonna be fun. Easter Sunday is like the Filipino Super Bowl. There he is. There's my Koya. Welcome home, bro. See you tonight, okay? I just got here. You got to follow your dream and become a beer spokesman. That was my dream. Let's get the party started, baby. And I got to follow mom's dream and become a nurse. Joe? Vanessa. Yeah. Joe Valencia. You still driving that same raggedy-ass car? What, what happened? You just gave up, huh? And this your dad. You know me and him used to be real intimate back in the day. Oh, really? Yeah, I could have been your mama. But clearly I'm not. Yeah. I've literally never seen this many Filipinos in the same place before. We're sending gifts to our family in the Philippines. I'm sending this brand new hair dryer. Wow. If it makes your hair look like that, I wouldn't send it. How dare you? How dare you? We should put them both in the box and ship it. My mom is at war with my Tita Teresa, and they don't even know why. Did you really have to wear the same dress as my mom? Oh, I can't help it if I wear it better. This is war. Oops. Family is a mess. We're counting on you to fix it. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, we're all we got. So let's get the party started, baby. I got a feeling. Moments like these are few and far between. Let's enjoy it. Everyone buckle up. Filipino families fight a lot. Make sure you're not late for dinner. But we love a lot too. Your cousin Eugene owes me a lot of money. Can you lend it to me? No! Does he have a death wish? The Lux is legit crazy. I once saw him shoot someone in the dick. What? Right in the actual hole. In the hole. Here we go! Here we go! We got where is my money? Here are my ATM cards. My PIN number is 1217. Oh, also is mine. No, ours yeah, mine too. Mine too. Mine too. Yeah. Why do you all have the same PIN number? It's Manny Pacquiao's birthday. Oh, right. The guy who couldn't beat Mayweather. Nessa, can we go get coffee? You can go ahead and email me. Pretty much the same. Just take the AOL off. That bitch, Nessa. At, at dailycity.gov. Got it. Hello. <clears throat> Podcast Network Asia. We're not going to react to the trailer because you can go watch our reaction uh, to the trailer on YouTube or on Facebook on the One Down uh, social media pages. But today we will be reacting to the hate comments that that reaction video got. We have some people that had opinions about the trailer 
about our thoughts on the trailer? It's it's a mixture of both. And I, I think it's not even just a reaction to Jokoi. It's a reaction to how people want Filipino representation. And this goes back to a lot of the things that we talk about with representation. Like, are these too much stereotypical jokes? Like, yeah. is this just a stereotype? Um, is this harmful? Or is this even real representation? Like, those are the kinds of those are the kinds of topics that you kind of see within these these comments. Yeah, I know that there are a lot of the same similar tropes that we see a lot of the time but for some reason just seeing it in a movie trailer felt a little different like yeah. a little different like i was a little bit more okay with the nurse jokes i mean yeah. i was a lot more okay with it but it was just like it felt different because it was a movie trailer but see it, it's that's like one of those things that people are saying why would you want a movie with all of these like stereotypes all these tropes like do we want this well because i haven't seen a movie with them before we've seen a lot of stand-up yeah Oh, anyway, okay, let's get into that. Let's before we start making the hate comments for ourselves, let's read what the other uh, viewers thought of okay. what hate comments they left on this video. So this is what someone said: "Guess all your videos didn't work. It's a Filipino movie written by a British-born Chinese guy. This movie looks like it's going to be hot garbage. Jokoi still won't get my money." Ouch. <laughs> Dang. So so that's that's the first. But then he also wrote his own comment, and he wrote a lot you guys are excited about a movie that is just full of filipino stereotypes stereotypes that this instagram page complains about there was at least 10 in the trailer alone the first filipino movie from a major studio and this is the shit we got tia carrera has been working in hollywood for decades with never doing one of these stereotypical roles so this is disappointing at jokoi is a sellout who has built career on making fun of filipinos this shit is mad disappointing and embarrassing <laughs> okay all right well here's okay it's a lot to unpack yeah i do think that there is some valid points in there but i also don't think that's jokoi's fault right we're like they're like well why can't there be a movie written by a filipino too and it's like correct like that's that's part of the problem like it sucks it was like you know there has to be like this is the one shot that a filipino could write the movie and it's like why aren't they doing it here so therefore we hate the whole thing yeah no 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 exactly (laughs) well to that point the one critique that i'll say to any single person that will write any comment on this and i think it's an interesting one especially when you when you're the type of person who's putting yourself out there to have to tackle more difficult issues if you want to come and attack us that's totally fine as long as you're also committed to the movement so if you say oh i want a filipino writer like this shit sucks did you watch lingua franca (laughs) like did you watch yellow rose did you watch you know fabulous filipino brothers because there are other movies that still drive us towards filipino representation and like when you look at lingua franca you know, you have a transgender story. It's a Filipino American story. And then you look at Yellow Rose as an undocumented story. Like all of these movies have contributed to Jokoi, you know, getting this green light from the major studio. And what does that mean? When you're watching this movie, it doesn't mean you're giving Jokoi money in, in some sense. Like, yes, you are. But the bigger picture that all of these movies are you know, in the long term of what it means to have Filipino representation, it means that 
after Lingua Franca, Yellow Rose, Fabulous Filipino Brothers, and the debut, etc., we finally have the first major studio. And it's it's less so just about this story. Like, maybe you hate this story. That's totally fine. But it's the fact that we finally get a chance. We've been waiting for this chance. And that's why it's so historic. Mm. So everything he says, like, that's totally fine. But here's my opinion. Go watch it because it matters for everyone else who want. It matters for the Filipino writer who doesn't have his chance to finally tell the story because this Filipino story actually succeeded well then that's the episode i guess we can pack up and go home um no i mean i think yeah on top of that i think it just kind of to have that be like the selling point as to why you don't watch the movie Mm -hmm. kind of undercuts the number of people that go into making a film Mm -hmm. that like if it's like well the hunt the whole thing was not 100 percent filipino therefore i'm not watching it's like well there's like a billion people that it takes to get a movie made and like even then like it's crazy that it got made in the first place so like to not celebrate the wins when you can get them is dumb sorry not is is dumb sorry (laughs) yeah so um i guess speaking of which now now that we're kind of talking about crew i know in the reaction video i had talked about steven spielberg um because (laughs) again here look i think it's cool and we've said this before on the podcast like we can celebrate and we can critique like you can love it and you can say eh, it could be better like that's totally fine my initial opinion which i still agree on is it's super freaking cool that steven spielberg is behind the making of this movie yeah. because you see it in dante like how he brought dante bosco on for the role of hook inspired so many filipinos and what is the outcome of that and you you look at these conversations that we're having today and you know dante bosco and the bosco family and like so many filipinos they would agree like this was a positive impact and so steven spielberg like i said in the reaction video he really liked jokoi's story um with his mom and so he helped produce this movie what is the negative side of that there's a negative side of it per se because of like what is steven spielberg supposed to do not make the movie i think it's more that uh, one thing that was surprising was the spotlight that he got for it where in terms of like i saw so many headlines where it's like check out steven spielberg's joe like film with joe coy where, like that was the headline of the reporter which is like well mm. that's not what that's supposed to be yeah for. but from like that perspective it's like that's marketable because it's steven spielberg yeah i mean true but i just think it's I think it's a little bit of like to have that be like a centerpiece as to why this movie mm-hmm, is important mm-hmm. is kind of like the thing is that I don't think Steven Spielberg did anything wrong. Like there's not like Steven Spielberg is not at fault by this. Yes. Means. I just think it it's a little bit indicative of like why this is all happening or like why this is an issue at all when he is the star of why some of it is getting press. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not complaining. I don't want to complain just to complain. You know, like I'm saying that Steven Spielberg, like that's amazing. That's great. I don't think I think that watching the media run with that is what made me like. Yeah, like, well, still, I, still great. I kind of get it. It's like in terms of empowerment and in terms of looking at Filipino representation, we have to ask ourselves, like, are we waiting on white people to save us? <laughs> are we waiting for white people to green light us? And Loki, yes. Uh, no, I mean whatever. I mean, Loki it- in the in the system that we're playing. You know, when you look at Hollywood, when you look at entertainment, like there is a game and Filipinos don't exist at the top currently. Yeah. And I think the takeaway is, and this goes for any issue, is like, how do we continue to build allies? How do we continue, you know, as a community to show that these things actually matter? And so I can understand looking at Steven Spielberg and me like, oh, that's so cool. Like you're, you're our savior, like quote unquote, whatever. But it also is cool that he, in some sense, has played a huge part in helping for this to be made. Oh yeah. No, I think it's, I don't think there's 
I mean, I, I still think you should kind of applaud him for that, but I don't think it's just, you know, it's the framing of a lot of how this yeah put him in the media. That's kind of like, whatever. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm intrigued though. Yeah. Like from a creative standpoint, I'm sure Steven Spielberg, I'm sure he didn't think to himself, oh, you know what? Filipinos are such a great community. Like, let's make a movie about them. Yeah. But so I'm sure he's like thought about them, the marketability of Filipinos. And I'm really intrigued to see how that actually plays out. But also, I'd love to know what his reaction was when he's like listening to Jokoi um, talk about him and his mom. Like we've talked about this before that I think the, the center of so many of our jokes mm. are like having to do with Ditas, having to do with our Filipino moms. And like, then if, if Steven Spielberg laughs, is like, hey, now you, yeah. know, you can't laugh. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, whatever. He made the movie. He, he gets yeah. one cheap laugh. After that, it's like, watch it. Watch it. Yo, what's up? This is Real Talk Darbs. Join me as we talk about life, love, relationships, and hear me drop wisdom bombs on every talk. Do check me out in Wisdom Bars with Real Talk Darbs Podcast. That's Wisdom Bars with Real Talk Darbs Podcast, now part of Podcast Network Asia. Check me out. Yalla bye. Um, let's read some more of the hate comments. Okay, some okay, more of the hate okay. comments. Did y'all know the writer for this movie isn't even Filipino? It bothers me and other people. I hope going forward there will be more of an effort made to find Filipino writers to tell Filipino stories because I feel like we're going, we're being told that we're not good enough to write our own stories, which is not true. Okay. Uh, tangentially related. It's a little bit related in that, like, obviously, like, a writer would be, like, it would be great to have, like, 100% behind the scenes Filipino, but it's yes. not the case. But in this one, you have to admit that part of this is just written by Joe Coy's real life, right? Yes. And I think this is partially of like how the understanding of how like film works. So it's like the writer wasn't necessarily like coming up with these stories like out of their own head. Yes, 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 yes. It's like, no, no, no. Joe Coy like had, must have had deep, long conversations mm-hmm. with this writer and the writer just like transcribed it. Mm-hmm. If the Philip the writer was Filipino, like it would have been a little bit more authentic and, you know, like would have had another perspective that wasn't just Joe Coy's. But I don't think like a writer wasn't like, I have watched many Joe Coy standups and then ran away and sat in a hole and then came up with this story yeah. based off of stereotypes. Like yeah. there is a little bit more to it than just like, than that, you know? Yeah. I, I think that it's the fact that Joe Coy's whole, you know, standup career kind of revolves around, you know, jokes that Filipinos can immediately understand like we all have seen many of his jokes and you see it kind of embedded into this um so there is no way that jokoi didn't have a very strong part oh, yeah. in as a writer it's literally um, based on like jokoi's playing himself in this movie he yeah. clearly wrote it you know like he had a lot of say in what happened yeah yeah and i i guess the other part of it is like the way the industry works is like there's going to be so many different people working in so many different capacities. That's not to say that I guess like this being how the movie got produced is not an indication that Filipinos aren't good enough. I just think that as we continue to go forward, you'll start to see more opportunities emerge for Filipinos. Yeah. Like, you know, we know Filipino American cinematographers, um, you know, in in Joseph, the the filming of the TV show, the production designer was Filipino. Nice, and I know that because I saw him. Right, um, and it was so interesting because you know to see a Filipino there when we're like building this church scene, building this like wedding scene. Um, it was cool to see that there was actually Filipinos within the crew. Um, so maybe not the writer and. 
yeah, that could be a bad thing. Um, it could have made it a little bit more authentic. But yeah. there is definitely authenticity still in the film. Yes. Let me actually read this one because this, this is a positive one. Not going to lie, as a genuine Filipino, I tend to judge Filipino Americans as being well to American. Of course, seeing this trailer kind of made me think about how wrong I was. Just because you're an ocean away and forming your own traditions and shit doesn't mean you're not a subculture of sorts. Doesn't your Filipino American culture isn't any less valuable than whatever shit we got here in the homeland. What I'm really getting at here is like, we're all the same. Yeah. And I know that like part of that is like very cheese me. So it's like kind of like cancelable in terms of like, is it okay that I'm saying, oh, we're all the same? And it's like a movie full of stereotypes. I mean, I think it's just, it's cool to see that there is a film that speaks very clearly to tropes, maybe that 90% of Filipinos identify with. And I think that yeah. just because Filipinos in the Philippines might not recognize some of those and they're like only familiar with like 40% of them doesn't mean that they're not really super relatable and like valuable to Filipinos in the States. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Like you can't say like, even though people will say like, oh, you're like pushing the nurse stereotype. You can't deny the fact that like most Filipinos that actually watch that are like, oh, I can relate. Yeah. Or like anyone who somewhat has wanted to go into entertainment and they hear like the conversation between between Jokoi and his mom, they're like, oh, my mom like kind of felt that. Yeah. And then the other part of it is when we go out and make a video about like not all filipinos are nurses everyone also returns to us and says what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> like no one's ever going to be happy yeah. um with all of this so if no one's going to be happy let's at least have our filipino movie make a lot of money and then have way more yeah like let's at least win with this one and then let's start having more authentic stories I've said this on the podcast before, but like, I think it definitely is like, how crazy is it that you have seen multiple, like that stereotype come up multiple times? Like you're, that is a like lucky of you to have been able to see that stereotype in media multiple times. Cause when I, I remember when I was in high school, like I, I've told the story before that I saw a Joe Coy up and was found it so relatable that I told people in my high school that he was my uncle. Because like, how else would he have known that story about my aunt? You know, like there's the only way that it could have been that specific was the fact that, oh, yeah, he's talking about my family because we're related. Yeah. But then I turn out there's a whole turns out there's a whole other a whole country of people that have the same situation, you know. And so like for me, had I Joe Coy was just the first time I've seen it. So like for someone else, this movie is the first time they'd seen themselves have those stereotypes. Yeah. On spe big screen. Speaking of which, and I know like when you say stereotypes, it it gives this like negative connotation but the thing is is like it's a comedy and in order for this to really do well it has to hit a mass audience and sometimes like comedy is such a great way in order for people to experience culture am i saying it's the perfect way no but there there is a lot of cultural impact that this movie can have what that impact ends up being i don't know we'll find out August like, 5th. Yeah, we'll find out August 5th. I just think it's funny. Like, also, like, so I saw this Filipino video and it's John Oliver. And then um, he's like cracking jokes throughout this thing that he's talking about his video on the Philippines. And he talks about adobo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I just thought it was it was so funny because it was kind of weird. But it was also like, OK, kind of cool, but also still weird. And I'm sure we're going to have many of those moments after this movie where it's like a bunch of random people are like discussing Filipino culture, or at least pointing mm. out certain things. And I think it really is, you know, up to 
us as a community, um, even the work that we do at One Down and really taking those discussions and really making it fruitful so that when you do see Ube in the mainstream, you're like, oh, that's Filipino yeah. and you have a connection to it. You know, actually, I don't know if I've told the story before, but um, there's a video of a Filipino beauty pageant. Philharmonic watches it all the time and it's very funny. And she gets I, up and she like stutters. It's like the Filipino equivalent of the like maps in China and like the Iraq. And like she just like butchers this whole answer. Uh-huh. I've then, seen that one. And the, the, the beauty queen says like, I'm only 17. I did not expect to make it. I didn't expect to make it this far because I'm only 17 years old. And she just like doesn't complete a, a full sentence. Yeah. And it's funny. And I like, I had showed that video to some white friends of mine. Mm-hmm. And then they started quoting it and doing the accent. And then I was like, wait a <laughs> minute, you can't do that. And so I think yeah. August 6th, get ready. <laughs> August 5th. No, I mean, August 6th, after everybody oh. sees the movie, be ready. That the people are going to be making jokes. It's like, well, nah, well, you're yeah, a little too comfy. Yeah, yeah, Don't make yeah, those jokes yeah. yet. <laughs> yeah. Again, and entertainment, like it's, it's not something we can control. And I think, you know, as, as we continue to move forward and, and ask and demand for Filipinos to be represented, it's also giving and taking because it's a, it's an ugly system. Like, you know, mm. it's going to have its good parts. It's going to have its bad parts. Um, your strictly Asian slash American narrative blatantly discredits Filipinos who are indigenous Pacific Islander Morenas. Oh, oh I remember. Sorry. Yeah, there there also is... Um, According to the comments, I, I'm trying to think also, but there's no Morenas or like there's no yeah. darker skinned Filipinos within this movie. I guess the thing I'm trying to say is like in finding Filipino representation, we're not going to have one story and it's going to be perfect. And it that's going to be completely impossible because the Philippines is so diverse. There's so many yeah. different looks of Filipinos. And we've said it before. We know this, that entertainment glorifies mixed filipinos if you're mixed with white especially so we aren't we're not denying that yeah i think it's also that's part of the problem that this is the only one right that like of course there can't be it's gonna be tough that there's no video there's no movie with every single every like kind of filipino represented um and that is not a poor reflection on this movie Mm -hmm. it is a reflection on the fact that there should be more yeah and again it is valid and like What's the whole point? If this movie can do well, it paves the way for those other stories. Which sucks that like one has to go first, but like surprise, the mixed white one is going to be the one that goes first. Yeah. Surprise. It's Hollywood. Yeah. (laughs) But overall, like the one thing that we'll say is like this being the first major studio to center on a Filipino American family, it's history. It's literal history. And so don't miss out August 5th. Hi guys, my name is Francesca. And you've got me, Jelly. You've got Del here. All right, so we hear that you like to listen to podcasts. You know what? That is pretty cool. It's the end thing to do right now. And we've got one. It's called The Eavesdrop. Do check it out, okay? We like to talk about everything and anything that's probably on your mind. Um, unfiltered, unedited, <laughs> sometimes to our own disadvantage. But go check it out after <laughs> listening to this one. All right, so before we end every episode, we always have a little medienda, a little media snack of something that we've been watching and or listening to that we think you should also check out. My medienda, this is like acapella nerds, nerd, but my medienda is a cover of Deja Vu by Pitch Slapped, which was stolen, not stolen. Arrangement was lightly lifted by The Voice Australia. The Voice contestant actually like commented and said like, oh yeah, I was so inspired by this. But my medienda is going to be go watch the Pitch Slapped version because acapella, but also... Because 
it's kind of lame that the voice keeps stealing arrangements. Mine's going to be random, but it's going to be Ilona Garcia's song entertain me but also check out she she has this performance on youtube and she's really good and one thing that i really do like about what i see in the comments is people really commenting on how she is a brown filipino and so to see her slowly make her way into mainstream into entertainment and even like some of the younger one down folks i was asking do you guys know ilona garcia and mark was saying yeah she's big with people who know gaming because of valorant mm. oh yeah and so i think that's super cool in terms of the whole scheme of talking about brown filipinos or darker skinned filipinos yeah check out her song entertain me it's not necessarily new but she will be coming out with music very soon nice so check out Ilona Garcia's song well that's it for this week thank you so much for tuning in to another edition of the Cheese Me's Cancels you can listen to this everywhere you get your podcast every single Friday but you can watch it on Spotify you can watch the video live you can also check us out streaming every Monday evening on Kumu but until next Friday see you later bye bye